Welcome back to Head Shepherd. These are the uh, short podcasts we've been putting out in between before we get going at season three. Today, it's great to have Steve Cotton along to have a yarn. G'day, Steve. G'day, sir. How's Sunny Hamilton, mate? Yeah, not so sunny at the moment. We, we had a bit of uh, warmer weather the last week and uh, we've had plenty of rain this summer, so certainly spurred the worms along, that's for sure. That's good. More business, mate. Oh, well, yeah, no, it keeps us pretty busy, actually. Um, yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's good to be busy, and it's a, uh, it's a part of our business that, uh, I guess, for want of a better word, ticks along in the background. So, you know, we do get samples from all over the place, and uh, Glenis, our uh, lab manager, gets through those and sends them through, and we have a look and, yeah, catch up with our clients and discuss the plan and the strategy based on the results, so. Yeah, good as gold. Um, our first interaction was back when we were looking a little bit younger than we do today and doing our PhDs and some some fun times at those, whatever those PhD boot camp things were, but um, not a lot of sleep anyway, that's all I remember. But uh, for those who haven't come across you before, what was what was that PhD in and, and sort of, I guess, what have, what has that taken you into now? Yeah, it's... Um... It's funny you mentioned that I actually pulled the PhD thesis out today. Um, had to track down a bit of information and I had my daughter in the office and um, she said, geez, Dad, did you write that book? And uh, we worked out it was 240-odd pages and, uh, yeah, it's all a bit of a blur now because that was uh, back in 2006, I think I finished the PhD. So it's been a little, well, a while back now and... Um, yeah, it was, it was, well, what I was trying to do, apart from having a few beers and having a good time, was um, see if we could find a new diagnostic test to replace the worm egg count. You know, the, the worm egg count, as good as it is, is still a little bit clunky, I guess, in, um, and limited in what it can and can't do. So we were trying to come up with a, um, a dipstick assay, essentially, that we, where we could detect worms on farm and um, have it, specific and sensitive enough and be able to detect a range of mixed field infections. So we trained a sniffer dog, which worked well, but it was actually a bit too sensitive. So it was detecting worms at, at pretty low egg counts and well below the drenching threshold anyway. So where we proved it could be done and we did a whole lot of uh, chemistry, protein chemistry stuff, which, you know, is a bit of a blur to me now, but, um, you know, revolving around antibodies and and trying to, um, yeah, break the worms down or culture the worms and uh, purify the proteins and see if we could come up with a with a, um, a marker that we could use to detect an infection. So, yeah, it doesn't get a lot doesn't get a lot a lot of application these days. But we've, we've probably got a bit more of a commercial focus now, and we just need to get the job done. But um, you know, back then, you know, this was all pretty novel, and there's been a lot of advances in the field, obviously since then and to be honest i haven't been able to keep up with everything you know you know it's like running your own business and you get pretty busy and family life and so forth but um no it's it's just an exciting um exciting industry and yeah i, I quite like it so yeah, very good so after finishing a phd obviously that was a yeah, big background in, in parasites internal parasites worms and then some stage along that journey started dynamic ag there at Hamilton. Yeah, started started up back in 2015. Had I uh, was involved with a um, 
with another consultancy business that was predominantly veterinary based. So I got a start there and, and bought into that business and um, back in, I think, 2011 or 12. And, um, you know, a fairly significant component of that business was was worm count testing and drench resistance testing and so forth. So part of my role there was to um, oversee the lab and, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, made the, made the move in 2015 just to head out of my own and really hone those skills and, I guess, broaden the you know the things we do with with clients I guess so as well as you know doing worm testing and drench resistance testing we obviously do a bit of consulting one-on-one work with clients we get involved with with a bit of research work that's happening you know with respect to um, sheep reproduction and so forth with Tom Albert Murdoch and the crew there we do quite a bit of farmer training and education as well so that makes up a big chunk of our our business and that's obviously really enjoyable yeah in a nutshell excellent so uh well it's great to have you part of the growing new masterclass so you'll be running the obviously the parasites session on that really looking forward to getting together you weren't part of the uh, original 100 kilo club when we did lifetime wall but i reckon you might fit into that category yeah that's for sure <laughs> So yeah. Um, yeah, with uh, ox and cat and Tomo, it's um, it's going to be going to be a good crew. And yeah, so what what sort of things will be covering covering in your your session? Yeah, so I want to want to sort of get back to some basics. Ferg, talk talk a little bit about worm biology. You know, in terms of um, the eggs, the larvae, and the worms, and the environmental conditions that um, that favour their development. Also, obviously, want to talk a bit about drench resistance and refugium management and some grazing strategies, you know, preparing low-risk worm paddocks, things of that nature. Yeah, we'll cover a broad range of topics. And I guess from my point of view, you know, with, with guys in New Zealand and guys over here and even just the difference, you know, in the States within Australia, you know, that the the management plan, if you like, or the recommendations vary pretty significantly from region to region. So I guess I'll just try and keep it reasonably general and then hopefully during question time we'll be able to dig down into some specifics if people have got more specific questions for their area. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of the, of the format is that they'll have plenty of time to not just when you're speaking but after that on the on the hub where they can get in there and actually ask the questions and, and yeah, have a bit of interaction with other people who are managing worms in similar environments. So it might not be someone in central Otago who's got a similar setup to someone in northern New South Wales. Obviously, the parasites don't know where they are. They just know what the temperature is and how wet it is. But, uh, yeah, no, look, looking forward to that chat. But there's still plenty of drench resistance getting around, mate. Yeah, there is. There is. We've, we've set up a few trials already this year and, um, you know, we're, we're seeing pretty similar patterns that we've seen for the last three years in terms of the drugs that where we've got some resistance, I guess. So, you know, varying levels in the mectins, you know, your, your Ivermex, um, somewhere around that 50% of properties have got resistance to, to Ivermec, around 20 to 25% to Abamectin and 10 to 15 to Moxidectin. And then your newer products, I haven't um, detected any resistance to, you know, Zolbix, Monopantil or... Um, StarTech with the you know Durquantil active, there are 
a couple of reported cases in the literature up in northern New South Wales. And to be honest, Ferg, I reckon it's just a matter of time. I think the more testing we do, you know, we'll, we'll find it eventually. And traditionally it sort of takes that 10 years since the products have hit the market before we start seeing cases out there. So unfortunately it's just it is what it is and um, we've got to come up with some decent strategies to try and uh, prolong that resistance developing and uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot about that uh, in the session. So, And that's the sort of stuff you do with your clients is not just ambulance at the end. If you have got resistance, it's about how you manage those chemicals to keep them active forever, not for, for the first couple of years. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it's just generally speaking, it seems to be, you know, the first um, first thing people go to is, is reach for the drench gun and I guess it's convenient. We know it works, provided the chemicals you use in work. But I just reckon we've got to start getting a bit smarter and put it into a whole farm systems perspective, I guess. There's, it's always a challenge managing weaners for growth over their first summer, trying to... Um, prepare low wormless paddocks that have still got enough quality feed in there to get the growth rates we need. So it's, uh, I think it's a battle that every producer faces, Ferg. And, um, yeah, I think just, you know, getting a bit more background and, and sitting down and, and thinking about it, you can certainly make some inroads. But I guess that obviously different sheep, different worm species, uh, different management practices, you know, it's not one shoe fits all. It's certainly something you've you've got to tailor for individual properties. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, really looking forward to it, Steve, and um, it should be should be a bit of fun. And obviously, the greater intent is to make sure we all come out of there with with a bit more information and, and help some people to make some good decisions on their on their businesses. Did you? Um, I don't know. Did a young Steve Cotton think you'd be spending all day thinking about worms, or is that, <laughs> is it, that was an accident? Uh, it was a bit of an accident, actually, mate. But- <laughs> Cut a long story short, and, and you know all about this, but, you know, the uni days were, were pretty fun and pretty social and um, finished the undergrad degree and opportunity arose and, yeah, here we are 15 years later and, yeah, no, to be honest, I didn't think it would be, um, yeah, part of the um, normal daily routine looking at numbers, worm numbers and looking at microscopes and so forth, but, it's no, it's enjoyable. We enjoy it and... Um, Part of the enjoyment in that, Ferg, is, is having the interaction with the clients and making a bit of progress and headway on solving problems and things like that. As, as you know, with, with you know, the work you guys are doing, it um, makes the days go quicker, that's for sure. Yeah, and that's going to be a pretty strong theme with the people that are rolling out for Growing You is everyone extremely passionate about their job, which is helping producers in, an, in our small way to make things a little bit, a little bit better. But how much that PhD sign-up was to do with the, a young lass that was also keen on parasites, mate? Yeah, no, you've a bit, maybe. Well, not not at the start, but, you know, midway through. So um, thanks for bringing up, Ferg. My, uh, my wife, um, Jackie, who I actually met in the lab when I started my PhD, she also did a PhD in, a, in the same field but different topics, so... Yeah, I guess that's one of the uh, the benefits, of, I guess, of, <laughs> of doing the PhD. I met my wife and, yeah, no, it's all going well. Excellent. She, she's not involved in the business these days, or she is? 
when she's got a bit of time for she, well, she works full time for the National Centre for Pharma Health. So she's um, she's actually doing a bit of research into organophosphate residues in in farmers. So she's taking um, blood samples, or the nurses do anyway, and, and she's looking at how much exposure producers have had to um, various sprays and things like that. And um, she's working a lot in the space around quad bike safety on farm and, you know, these sad issues of farmer suicide and so forth. So uh, that keeps her pretty pretty occupied. But Yeah, pretty awesome organisation that she's involved with there and definitely uh, not too far down the track. We'll get her on and have a yarn about that work because it's extremely important. And uh, be really interesting that we're going to phosphate thing. I probably need to get tested myself. I'm sure as a kid we didn't have <laughs> that good of practices of throwing stuff through. Well, I remember as a kid for bloody dip and sheep, and um, you know the old plunge dip, and you'd have the broom handle. And by the time you went in at dinner time, at lunchtime, your bloody jeans would be soaking wet. You know all the nasties we used to put into those. So she's measuring cholinesterase, which is a, I believe it's a um, a marker or an enzyme, I think, in, in, in our blood that um, if we've got high levels of that, then we've had, you know, pretty significant exposure. And I guess I automatically think when I think of organophosphates, I think of the old Napthalophos sheep drench, which is still available today. And, and interestingly enough, you know, we've, we've had some clients using it as a summer product and it's actually really effective. It's just a shame that um, if you're not, Wearing protective clothing, it can be a hazard to your health, but we've all, you know, everyone knows too. It's it's caused a few headaches with um with sheep dying not long after they get out of the drench race if you overdose them or don't drench them correctly. So I think it's scared a lot of people away, but we're starting to see it as a real option to come back to just to help reduce the um, need to be using Zolvix and StarTech all the time. So it's uh, it's fascinating. Mm, no, definitely. Awesome, mate. I better, better let you go. But, yeah, really looking forward to catching up in a few weeks' time when your session kicks over sort of in the latter half of the 13-week program. But, yeah, thanks very much for your time tonight and look forward to one day having another beer when we can get on the same side of the ditch. Absolutely, Ferg. Sounds great, mate. Look forward to look forward to jumping on. And um, but i just just say, too, um, you know, there's an awesome range of speakers you've got on the, um, on the program this year. And I think just from... From my experience, apart from getting some awesome information, it's really that group interaction and, you know, being able to, for, for the guys on there to, to share their information or to share their knowledge and, you know, how they solve the problem. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's a terrific platform to share knowledge and information and problem solve. And, yeah, I think it's going to be really beneficial. Yeah, no, same. It's going to be great. And, yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, mate. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you all.